0: We're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. This is the What Did Work segment of the pod. And no, Derek Carr is not involved in this segment. Um, I, I take that back. I'm lying. Because he is somewhat involved. Because one of the things that did work, and it's you know, and I feel compelled to talk about it, even though like it's gonna annoy some people in the sense that this was a terrible game and everything went poorly or whatever. Red zone efficiency. If, I, if, if I'm if i going to bring it up constantly and say this is a major reason the Saints can't win games is they can't score touchdowns in the red zone. You got to talk about it when it works. Right? Alvin Kamara ran for one of them. Jimmy Graham caught one of them. Chris Olave caught one of them. The other one, you know, and, and there is a trend here. One of the, When you are stuck at the fringe of the red zone, when you're talking about the 19-yard line, the Saints offense seems to sputter you. They seem to need to get inside the 10. And when they do, they're a lot more efficient. And you know, say what you want. Like that's just, you know, when if, if you identify things that work, you do them. Um, and, and so I, I did think that was interesting. But you know, the last two games, they have scored touchdowns on seven of eight red zone trips, right? The other the eighth one they didn't score on because they missed the 20 some odd-yard field goal. But like to me, if you're if you're trying to look for reasons that maybe this Saints team can can strain together a few wins down the stretch of the season. You have to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone, and they did that today. So in terms of what are the positives you can pull out of this game, to me, that's one of them. Yeah, obviously, Well, last game, four for four, now three for four.
1: I yeah. agree with you. We bitch about it all the time about, oh, they're not doing it. Well, they've rectified that issue at least, so uh, got to point to that. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's – I'm looking at – one guy in particular as maybe being that spark, is it Jimmy Graham that has been this missing piece in the red zone? Wild. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Thought. And,
0: and so, yeah. Well, when I, I, I I mean, I noted this and it was like the red zone slash Jimmy Graham, right? That <laughs> catch he had, uh, it wasn't even a touchdown. It was his only catch of the season. That's <laughs> not a touchdown, but it was honestly his best catch of the season of, of the four that he has. Yeah. Uh, and but he just went up, he just did the thing that's like, yeah, he can do that. Why don't we do that? He's so tall, look, just throw look, it where amazing. he can go get it. He can't <laughs> jump anymore, but he's still six, seven. How hard is this? How complicated is this? <laughs> and thank you. Um, I, I mean, like it, it's common sense, and it's like. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times you'll hear like like people yell stuff, and they're like, "Why don't they do this? And why don't they do this? And why don't they do this? Why don't they start Jake Hayner?" And you know what? Like, and it, it's like, guys, that's not realistic. Like, you're you're being a little crazy. Like, calm down, just pump the brakes. Like, there's there's we can talk this out. But like, one of the things, like one of the the fan takes that I'm just like 100 on board with, and I have been all season, has been like, why not use Jimmy Graham? <laughs> it's made no sense and we've seen it work <laughs> and, then, and like they're it's finally like they're finally like okay fine we'll do it we'll try it you guys get your way it, it's know.
1: just wild to think and, and it's not even the fact that he was playing and just overlooked he was inactive most of He's this active. time so it's it just really puzzling and, and to me if anything that that might be one of the more damning things coming on coaching, right there. Then,
0: I mean, it, 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 I think it's it, like, and I've said this is a numbers game. At a certain point, he doesn't play sure. special teams, and he's your fourth tight end. It's tough, um, but when you are as anemic in the red zone as the Saints are, I think it's like you're just going to have to take the hit on special teams and figure it out. Maybe make Juwan Johnson play special teams, right? Like, if if that's the reason you can't have this red zone weapon active. Figure it out, and I think that's kind of what the Saints have come to terms with over the last several weeks. Today it was like, well, they don't have Taysom Hill, you know, they got a couple injuries, and and it's easier. But uh, if if they're like if if they come out next week, for example, and everyone's healthy, and they're just like, ah, no, Jimmy Graham, it's going to be, like, what's what's going on? <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, um, okay, let's move on. Uh, one other guy that I thought was had a really impressive day, and you know. He's a rookie. He's going to have ups and downs. Uh, Jordan Howden. Big time. Eight unassisted tackles. At least he had a sack. Um, you know, I just think that he's a guy who is every, every, like I've seen people right? he gets burned in coverage and blah, blah, blah. But it's like every game he plays, the reps he gets, he's just going to continue to get better, right? Like he's a rookie. And like again, like you're talking about Blake Groupie, you're going to have rookie struggles. Every rookie is going to struggle. But it's like, okay, what is the potential? What are you building towards? And I think with him, you see a lot of really positive things. And he's he's just all over the field. He's making plays. Um, I think he does need to improve in coverage in terms of, you know, just getting his head around on the ball. And, like, you know, if with a little more savviness in how he plays some some of these sets, he's getting interceptions instead of, you know, just knocking the ball down, right? Like, and that's stuff that comes with time. But yeah, – in terms of, well, you don't have Marcus May, a guy who I don't think was playing well enough. And I think you actually have upgraded to some extent right. in terms of athleticism and just being able to come up and make a tackle uh, with Jordan Howden. I think that, you know, for, you know, we're talking about a fifth round pick here. Like, this is not a no brainer. Yes, definitely going to make an impact. Like, think about guys like Saquon Hampton and like all these safeties sure. that you drafted in the mid rounds over the last five years who you've never heard of right? Like, so for him to be making an impact and to be playing well and to have the trust of the coaching staff at this point, I think it's pretty telling. And so when I'm talking about stock up and it's like guys that I am excited to watch play and get better and better, he's one of them.
1: Yeah. He was a dude that seemed to be all over the place today That I guess that's pretty evident with him leading the team in tackles and uh, obviously huge plus for this rookie class that has kind of been a bit of a letdown. Obviously, I'm not going to Say Brazille's been terrible. He's been okay. Uh Fosky's just really not a factor. Kendra Miller, that's been a huge disappointment. But um how howden's did, didn't somebody I thought that has played at least up to his draft expectation so far.
0: Yeah, Kendra and Isaiah, you know, I think it's been more health related than anything else. Yeah. Um, I think Kendra has popped when he's gotten the opportunity. Gotta be able to stay on the field. Um, You know, it's funny. You look at it and you say, well, where's the explosive plays in this offense? Kendra Miller has two plays of 30 plus yards this season. It doesn't, that might not sound like a lot, but he's only had like 35 touches. Out, uh, between the other, I don't know, four running backs that you've talked about, right? And that includes Tony Jones. You know, you're talking about 200 something touches and no one has a play of longer than 25 yards. So, you know, if... If nothing else, you get some explosive, uh, you know, ability out of him that you might not see with some of these other guys. Um, he's he's hit on some screens, you know. Like the play he got hurt on was a thirty-one yard catch and run against the Bears. So, you know, I, I think that in the sense of like, why'd you bring him in? What is your what is the upside for him if he can stay healthy? I do think you've seen some positive signs, but I agree it's been disappointing. Um, I think at you've seen some flashes. I think the, again, it's yeah, inconsistency. It's rookie About AT in the class like you got to trust the guy, especially your wide receiver. Um, but I, I, like, I like Jordan. I think Jordan's going to have a, a very good career. I don't know if he's you know, going to be a pro bowl talent, but I think he's going to have a very you know, solid career in the NFL. Moving on, one other thing that I really liked from today and I've been waiting and 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 waiting. I think I've said, wait, you know, was that 8-9? I get 10 or 11. Um, the one-two punch in the backfield. Right. We just haven't seen it. We, if, like you if, went out and signed Jamal so Williams and there was a point. <laughs> there was a goal in mind I and and today was the first time, all season. we've played, we've had a pretty good sample size here that you saw Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara compliment each other, not just nice. Alvin have a big day and Jamal steal some carries and rest and give him some rest. Jam, Alvin. Let's see. Alvin had 12 carries for 56 yards, average 4.7 yards per carry, right. ran for a touchdown. His long, that was his long run, was the touchdown run. He right. was in the red zone. Uh, it was a nine-yard touchdown run. Then Jamal Williams, 11 carries, 43 yards, 3.9 yards a carry, a long of 12. You know, It's like, I don't need Jamal to be, be explosive, but I need him to gain positive yardage. I need him to fall forward. I need his short gains to be two, three yards, not negative two. Um, I need him to be effective in short yardage. I need him to be a guy that you get fourth and inches and you feel comfortable handing him the ball and saying, go ply your head into the line, big guy. Get some yardage and we'll keep this thing going. Uh I also want to thank Shy Tuttle for 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 gifting the Saints a first down because apparently that's the he still had one more one more play for the Saints in this game. Um, but like I think the inability to have anything beyond Alvin Kamara at running back this year has been limiting. And for an offense that hasn't been dynamic on in the passing game, particularly right now, because you don't have Michael Thomas or Rashid Gene or Taysom Hill or you know, like you need that. And especially in this game where the Panthers were gonna take away the pass game, they're gonna play that shell, they're gonna take away the deep balls and say, run the ball. If you can run the ball, you can beat us. And I think the same, you know, the yardage isn't gonna jump out of you. Jameis Winston had two two attempts for negative two yards because they gave let him they gave him the the privilege of taking the knees at the end of the game, <laughs> um, but you know like that's the type of efficient running that if you got every week this team would would win a lot more games uh, than it has. So I'm gonna have that like that's that's a positive thing for me. If you can get you know you have four games left, you need to win them. If you can get a effective jamal williams over those four games life's going to be a lot easier for you yeah
1: i was i was definitely thrilled too to see him getting you know somewhere with his carries usually it was like hand off to jamal and it was like all right a, t- a two-yard gain, great and, th- and that was it he was definitely getting i would say five to eight yard carries a lot more frequently to th- today in this matchup and uh, it was nice to see you could tell he was feeling good in the game. You know, The when Chopper style come on, the dance cam caught him yeah. uh, dancing on the sideline. And yeah, you just you want to see these players obviously having a good time, too. And, you you know, Jamal is that dude with his personality. We just haven't been able to fully experience it. And that's been a disappointment.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I like Jamal. You know, it's, it's like you want to root for Jamal. He's such a right. likable character. <laughs> that it's like it's like just just do something. <laughs> like do something and, and like we'll get theory? him in the end zone for crying out loud though. Right? Like he's not a guy who you're it's like it was like he's the type of player that's like the if you do anything, fans are gonna be like, Yes, I like that guy. I want are, him
1: to succeed. <laughs> are we gonna get a Jamal touchdown or a Alante Taylor pick first? Which one?
0: Man. That's yeah, tough. I don't know. Uh, Alante did have some nice tackles in this game. Like we talked about, the lack of tackling. I think Alante is a guy who's just the willingness to make a tackle is nice, and he he he's a thumper. When he when he go gets up and, and to make a tackle, he'll do it You can tell he, he enjoys it. Right? He's not huge. Yeah, right. You he, uh, that's a good way to put it. Like you can tell he's like he wants to put licks on people, and you know, in legal legally, right? Like not like you know, dirty hits. Just just big hits, and and you know, hits that are gonna stop you in your tracks. Right. And so, you know, for a corner who's not, you know, a bulky dude, I think it's good. Um, so yeah. A few more. Again, we talked about Paulson and Debo, you know, that tackle to save the touchdown. You know, I think that was a huge kind of momentum moment in the game uh, where it looked like the Panthers were, you know, maybe going to make a game of it. Um, he stopped him at the one and if the, the the defense held up, forced field goal. He gets a lot of credit there in my book. Isaac Yadam, you know, low key, Ike Yadam. Has had you know a mess, a, a monster season, an incredible season. You know, like if he, it, it, you, you're talking about a guy who, if he played, if he started every week, you might be talking about Pro Bowl. Like he's been that good. He had three passes defensed in this game. Like he's played so well that they don't like teams don't throw at him anymore. They tried right, like, in the beginning. Well, right, but he's but he's played so well, like. The only, well, you know, one of the only blemishes was the Trey Palmer touchdown against the Bucks, which came after he got an interception. And then Adam Prentice fumbled. Like He should have never even been on the field for that to happen. He ended that drive. But then the offense was like, just kidding, get out there. And, and then he got beat. But it's like, like hard for me to get mad at Ike for that. And it's like he's just been that solid. And for a guy who's kind of been a journeyman in the NFL, you know, he was out, He was with the Packers. He was with the Giants. He started with the Broncos. You know, I just think that he has kind of really found himself as a like he's going to be a starter in this league. You know, I don't know with the Saints, right? Like, uh, but like he's going to be a guy that that, that like he could maybe he even has trade value at this point. Like he's been that good. Uh, I don't even know what, Let me let me see what what is his contract. Yeah, you say
1: uh, trade value. I get scared with that just because we've seen, especially uh, with this team, obviously, these the corners go down and then need to have these guys uh, uh, around. But I, I feel you. It's like if you can get something, there's there's a lot of holes needed to be filled. I'm just
0: kidding. He's a, he has no trade value because he okay, is on fine. a one-year, $1 million contract. But he's going to get paid. Now I, 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 He's not going to get a top-end cornerback deal decent money I would think but you you're, you're going to look at the tape from this season like teams are going to go out there and say we need a cornerback who can cover in man-to-man situations and you're going to roll back the tape from this season and like like I doubt the Saints are going to be able to keep him because he's going to he's going to get paid and he's going to get paid well above CB4 money right um anyway yeah. uh, I just think for for like yeah, he deserves a lot of credit cuz he's he's been thrown in these situations and he's delivered time after time after time Lynn Bowden Jr. Another one for one, sure. One of my favorite players to just watch. Like if, you, if you're if you at a game, if you, if you end up at a game, you know, and you, you there's no excuses, you can get there. Uh, you know, I'll buy you a ticket. If you really need a ticket, I'll buy it for you. But if you're there, <laughs> do yourself a favor and just kind of like watch Lynn on the sideline and like just kick like just take, take a couple plays and just watch him because he's just... He's constantly just running around, you know, hyping people up. Like Jameis does this too. Um, but like, like Lynn is just con- like, so there was a play, Chris Alave uh, on the deep ball that, you know, I th- like it was a really nice play by the defensive back. I think it was JC Horney, got his arm and he dug it out. Um, you know who sprinted down the field to kind of like grab Chris Olave and like pull him up and like be like, yeah, you know, get him next. It was Lin Bowden, right? Like when Eric McCoy came off like ready to like fight a grizzly bear, you know, <laughs> you know who ran over and like got in his face and was like, yo, okay, come on. We got this. It was Lin Bowden, right? Like if you glue go. guy. Like exactly. He's a glue guy. And he's a guy who just like, I don't even know what his role was to start the year. But like he's returning kicks, he had a really nice day as a returner. You know, he had a couple really nice plays. Like he had four catches. Like he had one in the red zone that kind of that I think set up Jimmy Graham's touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's just a fun guy to watch. He's just always hyped up. Like if you go through the pictures, like if you go on Getty Images and you look up like all the pictures of the celebrations from the touchdowns, he's always in the background. (laughs) Like every picture, he is in the background of it, just like. You know, and just I don't know. Like again, you talk about Jamal. I really like Lynn Bowden. I root for him. He's a fun guy to watch. Um, and you know, it's he's a guy who just kind of hangs around and I think people kind of forget he's there. But I, I don't know. Like I just it's it's like stock up whatever. I don't even care. I'm just like I, I feel like he deserves some credit because like there is value in that. Like there is value in in someone who's just who's just a hype man and can make a play. And how how limited yardage was for the Saints, you know,
1: today. He he provided some good field position, obviously, for them, which was much was was needed.
0: No, I think he he's been he's been a spark plug as a returner. Um, yeah. and I think he's just easy to like, uh, and so you know, good for him. I, I think he deserves credit. One other guy, Chris alave You know, we, I talked to him after the game. You know, he felt like shit. <laughs> this morning when he woke up, like he's been sick all week. Uh, I
1: know. love when you asked him about the flu game, and he was kind of like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
0: No, he just like he, he gutted through it, right? Like he, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like he, he's just kind of miserable out there, but he made some plays that touchdown. You know, it's easy to look at the score and be like, Well, yeah, it's just a touchdown and a 22 point win. But at that point, you needed that score. That that score was big. That basically iced the game, and you went and scored another touchdown. But, um, you know, like he took a hit. You know, one of the things that we talked about in the last offseason was he needs to get tougher. He needs to be better in contested catches. And I think that he's done a good job of of improving in that part of the game. He gutted through it today. You know, earlier this season, it's easy to forget. Like there was all this talk about like, oh, he's not a professional. He's he's loafing. He's doing this. Well, the last few weeks, I think he's really stepped up and the yardage won't jump out at you today. Um, but like what with what he played through, I just think he deserves a lot of credit. So I'm um, I think that like uh, Chris has Chris has earned some a lot of a lot of props over the last few weeks in my opinion. And to be fair Jeff no one's yardage is dumping out today. It's true. <laughs> um, you know the pass rush I thought had a solid day although I, I hesitate to give anyone credit because apparently like Desmond said on the last podcast like yes you just show up you're going to get four sacks and that's, that's what the Saints got today. Shout um, out to Dez, right. Yeah. The other the other thing and this isn't a stock up but it's just a kind of a weird note something that doesn't happen very often the, the blue injury tent on the Saints side of the field never went up. Not once. I, this is the first time all season. I can't remember the last time that's happened. But it was like, man, I, I, at a certain point, I was like, I haven't talked in a while <laughs> on the sideline. And I was like, oh, it's because there hasn't been a single injury to report on. Thankfully, Derek Carr and Eric McCoy got in a fight. It gave us something to talk about. Um, but yeah, that, no, that's I mean, good
1: because you've been you've been hanging around like there's been some games I'm just like man, you're just hanging out at the injury tent looking for
0: something. Oh man, yeah, like the like <laughs> the the Falcons game, right? The Vikings game. I mean, it was just crazy how many how much time I spent creeping on the injury tent. Um, and so for a team that's been hurt and been dealing with a lot of health issues, yeah, I think that's a positive, right? Like you came out of this game and I'm sure you're going to have some guys crop up on in the injury report with something or another, but you know, you really can't afford to have a lot more injuries. Like you're 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 real thin right now, particularly at the at the wide receiver position. And so to get out of this game without any more, you know, major issues on that front is a positive. So that's my that's the last one. That's my last silver lining whatever but like again you look at this and there are some positives to pull out of it it's not all bad you did win the game 28 to 6 the offense is obviously a huge concern Derek Carr is a huge concern you know like I think you're you're looking at a team that's going to be making pretty significant changes when the season ends but you know it's like you kind of look for okay can you get things going in the right direction so you can at least, you know, it's like if you're if you're gonna sit there and be mad that they're not getting a better draft pick, whatever, I think for the city, for the fan base, for the team itself, making a run of the postseason this year would be, I don't know, very positive. And and I'm not gonna root against it. And if and if you are, then I'm not then then I'm not. That's you're not my target audience. <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry. T- t- that's where I'm getting a little little aggravated with some stuff. Is like folks want to see the team fail to improve their draft stock because we're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. And I'm like, that's a shit ass attitude to have. It's just not why I
0: watch football. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> um, and it's like if that's what, if that's if that's your thing, that's fine. You do you. But that's not what I'm gonna. That's not how I'm gonna approach it. And if that's what you come to this podcast hoping to hear, then I'm sorry you're going to leave disappointed. But that's just kind of how I am. And and right now you're looking at a team that has won a game. They are six and seven, and they are in a three-way tie for first place in the NFC South. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to convince you that you should be, you know, jumping for joy that the Saints are, you know, f- keeping their head above water in the worst division in the NFL. I'm not, but that's the reality of the NFC South. And so you just kind of have to take it for what it is. And hey, you have meaningful football to watch over the last month of the season. Not there's a lot of teams that can't say that. The yeah. Panthers have not had meaningful football to watch in months. <laughs> so I don't know it's it kind of is what it is, but that's uh, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend everything is rosy and everything is perfect, but you do have a chance to maybe make something happen. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, crazier things have happened. I, I keep
1: seeing, this is in the post-game show. I've seen it popping up at the chat. It's like, you know, how how can you take anything positive from beating a one-win team? I, I don't know. Shit, we got the win. We snapped the skid. And it's it's back to at least the positive turn of there's a chance that you can win this division and make the postseason. And yeah, I'm I am about that too. I'm not about... Let's let's pull the tank and try to get the best pick possible. Uh, that That's just not uh, interesting at all and would not be uh, anything that you're crazy if you think coaches and players are thinking about draft picks.
0: Well, and I'm also looking at this beyond this season, too, where <laughs> even if you do fire a coach or you change your entire offensive staff, you still like these players are still like you're not going to just delete the roster and start over. This isn't a Madden franchise. So guys like Jordan Howden, guys like Chris Olave, right? Like these young players that I want to see play well and improve. Those are the guys I'm going to be watching. Whether you want to see this team succeed or fail, like those are the positives I'm looking for. And it's not a coincidence that those are the ones I pointed to. Anyway, that's it. Anything else you want to point out before we move on?
1: Uh, just I know you mentioned uh, the, the pass rush, the D-line, whatever. I, I, you're also, shout out to demario davis i don't think he's ever been not in the positive but man stock up on that dude he he seemed to be one that was all over the place and definitely harassing the quarterback today agreed
0: all right let's wrap this up we'll come back we'll do a mailbag then we'll get the heck out of here this is inside black gold i am jeff nowak he's steve geller one more time around the sun let's go